Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarger. I know that you're not going to believe this, but I messed up. <laughs> the last Life of Riley episode that I played featured Burt Lancaster. That show really aired in 1949, not 1948. So I played it a year early. Sorry. Today's episode of The Life of Riley is the real episode number 196, and it is entitled Peg Studies French. It originally aired on April 10th, 1948. It's new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes and leaves hair radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Special announcement. If you're looking for a punch in the nose, step up to Chester A. Riley and say to him, uh, Bonjour, monsieur. You'll get what you're looking for. It seems that Riley has developed a strong antipathy towards the French language in general and a certain Monsieur André Lafayette in particular. It all began a few weeks ago when Riley made a startling discovery. Peg, Peg, come here, quick. What's the matter, Riley? Look at this letter. What? It's in French. Yeah, I found it here on the desk. It's for Beth. Someone's writing to her in French. Oh, Riley, you have no right opening Babs's mail. I didn't open it. It was right here on the table, already open. Well, I don't care. You have no right reading other people's personal mail. Well, everybody's always reading my personal mail. You all know exactly how much I owe the gas company. <laughs> Put that letter away. Peg, this is no time for etiquette. Just listen to what it says in this letter. My cheer, Madame Oiselle Relay. What do you think of that? Mercy, poor vos jollies flee urns. <laughs> Did you hear that? Cetate tres amably of vos, sincerement votri, uh, uh, Andre Lafayette. What nerve? <laughs> I'll punch him in the nose. I'll tear him apart. I'll break him. Riley, do you know what this note says? No. But I don't like it. And when I get hold of this Lafayette... Oh, I... relax. This letter's perfectly harmless. Here, I'll translate it for you. Well, do you know enough French? Well, I think so. I studied it in school, and I worked on that French boat one summer as a waitress. Let's see. Ma chère mademoiselle. That's my dear miss. Merci. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You missed the word. Hmm? Where? There. What, what does that mean? Relay. That's Riley. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for your lovely flowers. It was very, uh, charming of you. Sincere, ma, votre mate, André Lafayette. Sincerely, André Lafayette. You see, nothing to it. Why is Bed sending flowers to a strange Frenchman? He's her French teacher. It says so right here. Votre mate. Uh-huh, I knew it. He's not her teacher. He's her mate. <laughs> Bed is too young to have a mate. Mate is French for teacher, master. Now are you satisfied? Why is she sending flowers to her teacher? Oh, one day I cut a lot of sweet peas and Dad said she'd like to give some to her French teacher at school. What's the harm? 
I don't know yet, but before I'm through, there'll be plenty of harm. I'm going to check up Hi, and... Bob. Hi, Mom. Junior, I want to see you. What's up? What do you know about a guy, Andre Lafayette? Who? Oh, Lafayette. Oh, he's the press teacher at school. Oh, boy, his bad's got a crush on him. Uh-huh. I knew it. Do you hear that, Peg? Junior, why didn't you report this to me before? Well, I... Why do I... you think I'm paying you 25 cents a week to spy on Ben? <laughs> I want reports. Riley, do you mean to tell me you paid Junior to spy on Bab? Well, father's got to know what's going on. Well, I never heard of such a thing. Spying on Bab. And who've you got spying on Junior? Babs. <laughs> That's the most fantastic... I suppose the next thing you'll hire somebody to spy on me. No, I attend to that myself. <laughs> There's Babs now, Pop, across the street. I can see her through this window. Well, let me see. Great. Oh. Oh, well, I'm glad to see she's with some nice young fella, not with that old school teacher. Oh, Daddy, get away from that window. Well, Pop, that is the teacher. That's Monsieur Lafayette. What? You mean that good-looking young fellow is Yeah. The... Well, the girls think he looks like Charles Boyer. Yes. Hmm. I'm having that window taken out. He uh, is quite young looking. Peg, this is more serious than we thought. First flowers, now he's walking her home. Oh, well, I'm sure it's all quite harmless. She's coming in. Now, I'll give that kid a piece of my mind. Hello, Mother. Hello, Daddy. Hello, Junior. Oh, what a lovely day. She's punch drunk. <laughs> Hello, Mother. Hello, Daddy. Now, look here, young lady. What's going on between you and this French guy? What? Don't pretend I was spying on you through the window. Please, Daddy. Professor Lafayette is not a guy. He's the most cultured man I've ever met. Why, he was a student at the Sorbonne University. You've got enough trouble fighting off them students at Fairfax High School. <laughs> Babsy, dear, aren't you showing a little too much interest in Mr. Lafayette? I assure you, Mother, my interest in Professor Lafayette is purely platonic. Ours is simply an intellectual relationship. Now, you see, Riley, there's nothing to worry about. This Lafayette is a man, ain't he? He's alive, ain't he? There's plenty to worry about. <laughs> oh, Daddy. Now, I don't want you to have anything to do with this fellow anymore outside of classes, Dad. But I, I invited him to dinner. You what? Dear, you might have asked me. Well, I was going to tell you. I didn't ask him until just before. He ain't stepping into this house. I but won't that is, Isn't that a little unusual? Well, he's a bachelor, and he happened to mention casually he hates restaurant food, so... Uh-huh. A cheap moocher. <laughs> he is not a cheap moocher. Don't tell me. I used to pull the same trick myself. <laughs> Tommy's been invited over to a student's home. Helene Bidwell had him for dinner last week. Well, Ronnie, don't you think maybe... No, I stopped thinking. I'm acting. He ain't coming to dinner. My head's made up. <laughs> Babs, you call him up and tell him he can't come here. I won't. I'm not a child anymore, and I won't be treated like one. I won't. I won't. What a nasty temper. And you know who she gets it from, too. Who does she get it from? Me. <laughs> Look, Riley, I think you're exaggerating this whole thing. Peg, I know more about men than you. I've got to break this thing up. All right, how? Now, let him come. I'll tell him off good. I won't let you make a scene here, either. I won't make no scene. I'll handle it very diplomatic. 
You hint? Oh, 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 I know you and your subtle hints. Uh, don't you worry. I know exactly what I'm going to say. You see, these Frenchmen are very practical, so I'll say to them, Monsieur Lafayette, if you want any of this Marshall plan, those stay away from my daughter. <laughs> Now, I got it all figured out, Peg. I'll wait for the right opening, and then I'll say, uh, by the way, Professor, don't you agree that there can't be real love when there's a big difference in ages? And then you oh, say... Oh, this is that... crazy. Babs isn't in love with the Professor. I ain't taking no chances. So remember, whatever I say, you agree. I'll say... All right, I'll agree with you. Oh, there he is. Mother, he's here. Daddy, put on your coat. Mother, is my hair all right? Oh, fine. Is my hair all right? Is my hair all right? Is my girdle safe? <laughs> Who do you think's coming, Leo DeRocher? Daddy, not so loud. Let him in already. Oh, good evening, Monsieur Lafayette. Ah, bonsoir, Mademoiselle Riley. Enchanté de vous voir. Hey, look. He's kissing Babs' hand. That's a French costume. Monsieur Lafayette, I, I don't believe you know my... Oh, don't tell me. It could only be your sister. The image of you. A sister? Oh, no. I'm Babs' mother. Oh, oh, man, no. Why, such a young and charming mother. Enchanté, madame. Oh, oh monsieur. Babs. Babs, he's kissing your mother's hand. Daddy, please. Um, this is my father. Oh. How do you do, monsieur? I'm fine, and no kiss in the hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yes, I see. Oh, you have a most charming little house here. Oh, these California bungalows are so, um, uh, cozy. I, I, I love them. Uh, speaking of love, Professor, don't you think two Riley. people... Riley! Dinner is served. <laughs> Oh, Madame Riley, you are a sublime cook. This cuisine, mm, magnifique. Oh, thank you, Professor. Will you have some more rolls? Oh, I would be most happy. I love Yankee patros. Speaking of love, don't you think two I people... I have some more potatoes, Monsieur Lafayette? Oh, I shouldn't, but I cannot resist. I love potatoes. Speaking of love, Professor, don't you I think... Have some two... more coleslaw, Monsieur? Coleslaw? Speaking of coleslaw, <laughs> don't you think love is impossible when there's a big difference in ages... Oh, no, frankly, no. L'amour, she knows no boundaries, neither age nor nationality. It is what is in the heart that counts. Oh, I don't know about that. What do you think, Peg? Oh, I agree. You see? She agrees. I agree with Monsieur Lafayette. <laughs> She's been married to me for 18 years. What does she know about love? <laughs> now, I was reading about a case in Tennessee the other day. This guy was 90 years old, and the girl he married was only 15. Oh, it, uh, it happens often. May marries December. Yeah, but wouldn't it be better if May married Sam, her own age? <laughs> After all, this guy's 90, six times her age. Why, when she's only 35, he'll be 210. <laughs> she wants to go out dancing, but he'd rather stay home with the baby. <laughs> So what happened? One fine day, she elopes with a kid half his age. Oh. Oh. Daddy, a man to understand is impossible. Not in Tennessee. 
But you get what I'm driving at, Professor. Oh, but of course, we, oui, we. Oui. Oh, fine. Oh, Madame Riley, as we say in French, votre cuisine est très, très superbe. Oh, merci beaucoup. Oh, vous parlez français. Oh, un peu, j'ai étudié à, à l'école. Peg, oh, vous parlez très bien. J'ai travaillé sur un, un, un navire français dans mes vacances, euh, quand je suis une jeune fille. Peg. Oh. Madame Riley, she speaks French quite well. Oh, well, a little, but I, I've forgotten most of it. You should take lessons. In a few months, you could speak uh, fluently. Peg. <laughs> lessons? At my age? Oh, but you are still young. If I did not know you were the mother of two children, I would take you for some charming young schoolgirl. Oh, Oh, Monsieur Lafayette. Oh, go on with you. Yeah, go on with you. It's getting late. Well, Mother, if Monsieur Lafayette tutors privately, maybe he could give you lessons. Well, I could find time for just one more pupil. Oh, could you? I'd love to take lessons. We can't afford it. I'm the only one in the family that's working. Oh, that's right. We really can't afford it. Oh, that is a pity. Yeah, ain't it? <laughs> But you have been so, so hospitable. I could easily reduce my fee. Oh, we wouldn't think of it, Professor. After all, we can't expect you to give Peg these valuable lessons just for free eats, could we, Peg? Eh? Oh, of course not. But why not? Every night I eat in a cafe. It costs me one, two dollars. And I charge for lessons, two dollars. So I come here twice a week, give a lesson, and eat an excellent dinner. Voila! Uh, just a minute. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Mother. Just a minute. Oh, yes, I think it's a perfect arrangement. As long as Monsieur Lafayette doesn't mind. Why should I mind? Just a minute. We're going too fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, Daddy? Don't you get it? I get it. I'm getting it good. <laughs> and I don't like it. Now, dear, only the other day you said a wife should have other interests besides housework. Yeah, but... It's uh, all settled. You'll come for dinner tomorrow, Monsieur Lafayette. Okay, Monsieur Riley. Okay, Monsieur. But when you're giving my young and charming wife those lessons, just remember one thing. Lafayette, I am here. <laughs> the second act of The Life of Riley in a moment. Oh, Ken, everyone's spreading the good news about Prell, Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Yes, Prell's making shampoo news in two ways. First, Prell spells glamour for dull, drab hair because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo. It can't leave a dulling soap film. Prell brings out those gleaming natural highlights. Leaves your hair soft, smooth, easy to manage. Second, Prell removes unsightly dandruff quickly in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And that Prell tube's wonderful, too. No bottles to break, no waste or spill. It's easy to use. Prell's economical, too. You use less, get more lather. So try the new Radiant Cream Shampoo. Ask for... The R-E-R-L-L shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Come to the cube, handy too The R-E-R-L-L shampoo By Prell Shampoo And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. For three weeks now, Monsieur Lafayette, the handsome young French teacher, has been giving Mrs. Riley French lessons. And Riley has become a brooding, jealous husband. It's three weeks later. Hey, I'm home. Bonsoir, Papa. Bonsoir. 
one. So what's the bomb on there? Hmm? All right, he goes spamoshed. Who does he bunner? I ain't got a family anymore. It's the Foreign Legion. Mr. Love gets trying out a new system. And the night that he comes here, he wants me to speak only French. Peg, I won't stand for it. It's bad enough you're speaking it. Now the kids are speaking it. Next thing you know, I'll be speaking French. Well, what's wrong with that, Daddy? I can't even speak English yet. <laughs> oh, be a sport, dear. It's the only way I can learn. Alors, asseyez-vous. Okay, have it your way. But I'm warning you, Peg. I got my pay today. And if you want any of it, you better ask for it in English or I'll pay you off in French. <laughs> Daddy, you're a scream. Daddy, what are you laughing at? This is all your fault. You hadn't had a crush on this supper swindler. Oh, oh that's Monsieur Lafayette. Uh, ah, bonsoir, madame. Bonsoir, Monsieur Lafayette. Ah, Monsieur Riley, comment allez-vous? I ain't going in no alley. I'm staying right here. <laughs> Let's eat. Ah, bon. Bones for you. Meat for me. Well, dinner's ready. Let's all sit down. Ah, ah, ah. Nous n'oubliez pas, madame. Ce soir, on parle seulement français. Attendu? Oh, oui. Don't include me in that we. Alors, dites-moi, madame. Qu'est-ce que c'est que vous avez fait aujourd'hui? Um... Aujourd'hui, euh, je me suis levé de bonne heure. Et euh, après, je suis allé au bon marché. Et vous, vous avez acheté euh, quelque chose? Please, J'ai acheté des légumes, de bœuf, des euh, pommes de terre, okay. de salade. Please, hey, pass, hey, de pepper. <laughs> Pop, which do you want? The Times or the News? Not the paper, the paper. <laughs> I'm talking French. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't have to stay here and be laughed at in my own house. Now, now, Riley, wait. Where are you going? I'm sick and tired of this. I'm going over and eat my dinner at Lum Fung's Ming Toy Garden, where everybody is 100% American. <laughs> One sour. What a mess. That Monsieur Lafayette. I wish I knew some way I could ship him back to France. I know a very cheap way, believe me. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. Oh, I got trouble, Digger. Digger, do you speak French? No, but I'm quite fluent in Latin and Greek. I prefer the dead languages. <laughs> What's plaguing you, dear chap? Well, there's this French guy giving Peg lessons. He comes to my house twice a week. I can't stand Frenchmen. Riley, you must be tolerant of all nationalities. Now take me. Frenchmen, Italians, Swedes, Americans. I make no distinction. I put everybody on the same level. <laughs> well, I, I think Peg's getting a crush on him. These foreigners, you know, they got away with women. I know what you mean. Once my wife had a crush on a crafty young Arab, Ali Ben Massa. But I ended the matter. Yeah? What happened? Massa's in the cold, cold round. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I'd like to fix that Lafayette. Then flatly forbid him to come to your house. Tell him you've had enough of his Gallic job. You're right, Digger. It's time I told him to go. I'll put him in his place, all right. And if you fail, come to me. I know just the place to put him. Well, it's too late tonight. But next time he comes to the house, it'll be his last time. Be careful how you handle him. Be firm but tactful. Yeah, I'll fix him. I'll be waiting inside the door. When he knocks on the door, I'll open it. I'll grab him by the seat of the pants and say, Au revoir, monsieur. Bully. What does it mean? That means goodbye in French. Oh, I can save you a lot of trouble. When he comes to the door, why not confront him and say, Digger Odell. Digger Odell? Goodbye in any language. <laughs> oh, 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 I dug that one up. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. <laughs> Where do these Rileys live, Andre? Oh, just a few blocks from here. Oh, look at that stupid driver coming down. You look out. Hey, look where you're going. What's the matter? You're blind, you big jake. Hey, did you see that, George? Watch yourself, Andre. Some of your pupils live around here. Wouldn't sound so hot. Monsieur Andre Lafayette talking with a Brooklyn accent. Uh, I can't help it. Whenever I get excited, I forget myself. I start talking in the mother tongue. Pure green fern. <laughs> Amazing. You're a Ph.D., a graduate of NYU and the Sorbonne in Paris, and you still talk like a mutt. Well, when you live in Brooklyn most of your life like I done, your mutt and your father and your brothers all talk like this. It gets in your blood. You never get rid of it. Well, how'd you pick up this phony French accent? I had to, to make a buck. Oh, what I went through. I'd walk in for an interview with a school board and I'd say, How do you do, gentlemen? I understand there's an opening for a French professor. I believe I'm qualified to do the work. I couldn't get a teaching job nowhere. They wouldn't even listen to me. Well, Natch. So, then I get this idea. I went to see a Charles Foyer picture one night, and I come out talking like this with a French accent. So, Andy Lafferty from Brooklyn became André Lafayette de Paris. Ah, voila, there is the house. Now, have you got it straight, Junior? Yeah, as soon as the professor shows up tonight, I tell him you want to see him. Oh, yeah, and don't tell your mother he's here. Not till I finish my business with him. What's going on, Pop? Well, you'll understand better when you're married, son. You see, people say we're civilized, but we still got to live by the law of the jungle, where every beast protects his own nest. You may look on me as your father, but underneath, I'm really a beast. <laughs> hey, Pop, it's him. Ah, he's early. Good. Now... Watch how I handle him, son. It'll be good experience for you. Ah, bonsoir, monsieur. Come in, professor. Oh, madame, she is home. No. But the, the lesson. There ain't gonna be no more lessons. You're through. I do not understand. Perhaps you are not satisfied. We are not making enough progress. We're making enough progress. We're making a little bit too much progress. <laughs> What is wrong? I had enough of your fancy French ways. But, monsieur... I've seen the way you operate, gobbling up my free meals and then munching my wife's fingers for dessert. <laughs> oh, but that is merely a continental custom. Now, in Paris... Don't tell me about Paris. I know all about Paris. I had friends in the army there. I was overage, but the things they wrote me, I almost enlisted myself. <laughs> Now, just a minute, Monsieur Riley. You have no... I'm right. wise to you, Lafayette. You and your garlic charm. I know your type. Sneaking into happy homes and trying to break them up. Well, it won't work here, see? My wife don't want no part of you and neither do I. So beat it. You have dinner. 
You dare accuse me? I ain't accusing you. I'm telling you. Get out. Don't push me. Don't Beat push it me. before I punch your pretty face in. And I'm the guy that can do it. Ah, your father's mustache. <laughs> Junior, whose side are you on? Who said that? Somebody said... You said it. You said your father's mustache. You speak perfect English. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just speaking uh, an American idiom. I may be an American idiot, but I know... <laughs> okay, you win, Mac. But please, this is confidential. You see, I wasn't born in France. I just studied there. I'm from Brooklyn. My real name is Andy Lafferty. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> You're from... <laughs> you ain't really a rich... Oh, where the peg is about this. Really? Well, for heavens... Oh, both of us, Why, sour, Monsieur. Daddy, what's the big joke? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll show you. Monsieur, tell Madame Riley what you said to me. You know, those three little words... What words? Come on, Professor, or I'll go and tell the school board. What did you say, Monsieur Lafayette? Oh, your father's mustache. <laughs> Monsieur! <laughs> Why, well, you speak just like Riley. Yeah. Now he's got just as much charm as I have. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Wee oui, wee. We'll be back in just a moment. Millions prefer new Prell, Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in a handy tube. From Brooklyn, New York, Mrs. Vera Lynch writes, My husband said my hair is really glorious since Prell, and it's true. Now my hair is soft as silk, bright with radiance. I'm really thrilled with Prell's results. And you'll thrill to Prell, too, once you see how radiant Prell leaves your hair, how quickly it removes unsightly dandruff. Buy it. Try it. You'll sing about P-R-E-L-L-Pearl Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, cleaning bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a cute handy too P-R-E-L-L-Pearl Shampoo Well, Andy, old pal, don't worry about a thing We'll keep your little secret confidential And you're welcome here as long as you want yeah, But I thought, well, before you accused me of... Well, I mean, you were worried oh, about... Oh, that was before, when you were a Frenchman. But now that I know you're just a phony from Brooklyn, we're pals for life. Uh, Passe la meatballs, Andy. <laughs> Here you are, Ryan. And you know, Andy, I might take a few lessons from you, too. Not only in French, but I like to learn some of those Paris customs. You know, bowing and nibbling on the lady fingers. And... <laughs> I could just see you. Uh, what's so funny? I could do it just as good as Andy. Here, Peg, give me a paw. I'll show you. Oh, stop. Riley! Oh! There. You bit me! Uh, <laughs> Excusez-moi. Or as we French say, sorry, Dave. Dr. and Gamble invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Reuben Schiff and Alan Lipscott. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for radiantly clean, lovely hair, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Pearl Shampoo. <laughs>
Listen, everybody, no matter what your job, housewife, mechanic, office worker, salesman, you need lava soap to get dirty hands sparkling clean in 30 to 50 seconds. 50,000 tiny scrubbers in every inch of lava's snowy lather remove the deep, round-in dirt from skin crevices around fingernails. Get the grime and grease ordinary wash-ups miss. And lava is wonderful for cleaning children's grubby, grimy knees and elbows. Amazingly gentle, too. And say, here's a sensational offer. Lava will send you 12 large-size gladiolus bulbs, guaranteed to bloom this year or your money back. All you do is this. Simply mail 25 cents in coin and one Lava Soap box front with your name and address to Lava Soap, Cincinnati 1, Ohio. Still easier, your dealer has convenient order blanks. This offer, good everywhere in the United States except Montana, is made for a limited time only. So hurry, send now. The address, Lava Soap, Cincinnati 1, Ohio. This is Ken Niles. Listen again next week when Prell brings you The Life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Please send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Come back next Friday for the next episode of The Life of Riley and check in on Monday for the next installment of The Aldrich Family. Until next time. In the words of Francis Picabia, Our heads are round, so thought can change direction.